Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, here on another fine Chico summer afternoon. I'm glad you have a chance to spend a little bit of your day with me. I'm just busy doing those post-extension taxes, which is July 15th was the new deadline this year, and October 15th is still the extended deadline. In case you are on extension, there's a couple things that extensions help with. If you're funding a pension plan and you're self-employed, you are allowed to fund it up until October 15. So I have clients who, it's a very handy thing, we calculate what they can put into their pension plan for the prior year by April 15th. Then we do an extension, and if they owe some tax, they'll pay it then to avoid any penalties and interest on late payment of tax because the tax is due April 15. But then we have until October 15th with the extension for them to put the money into their pension plan. It's really one of the best, it's one of the biggest reasons why people should think about extensions. A lot of people are seem to be against extensions. One of the questions I get is, well, if you do an extension, are you more likely to be audited? And over the years, there's so few audits these days, uh, the percentage has gone down. High income tax returns are much more likely to be audited. I don't have the statistics in front of me. But for the basic person that makes the average of, I don't know what the average is these days, uh, I mean, 50 to 70 to 80,000 a year, maybe 100000 for a couple both working. The audit rate is very low. And I really can't say, based on my audits over the last 40 years of doing income taxes, one thing I can say is that I don't believe I've ever seen an audit of old filed tax returns. In other words, if someone comes to me and says, oh, I haven't filed for seven years and now they're sending me nasty letters. I got to get it done. Of course, I haven't done that many like that, but I've done a decent amount over the 40 year period. I don't think any of those have ever been audited. Now I don't recommend you skip and do be a non filer just to avoid being possibly audited. The main thing about audits is the hardest part is you've got to keep your records for, and I just say five calendar years back. So uh, anyway, uh, I don't think filing an extension affects whether you're audited or not. I do kind of think that late filers get audited a little bit less, but I really can't say that because I don't really know the, it's not a big enough pool of of, uh, numbers on that that I could really even make a guess. But Extension season is here. We're between July 15 and October 15. Got to get everything done by then. So, of course, if, you, uh, if you're if you on extension but you haven't finished your taxes, you can always call me. Uh, I'm at 895-3353, and I'm always, always willing to talk to a new client. I also offer a free initial consultation, usually over the phone, but if it needs to be in person, it can be. Anyway, that's my life in uh, that's my life after July 15. I got to get all these taxes finished and hopefully Oh, the other good thing is that if you do owe money as of July 15 and you ha- weren't able to pay your tax, as long as you're on extension, the federal penalty for late payment is only a half a percent per month. So, if you owe $1000, 1% of that is $10. And a half a percent would be five dollars. So, to to quote borrow the thousand dollars till August fourteenth only costs you five bucks. It's very good to have an extension because if you owe a thousand dollars and you don't have an extension, then your first month being late is five full percent, which would be fifty dollars on a thousand, and that starts adding up. The point is, if you missed your extension and you owe taxes. Definitely get them done before August 15, so you only incur one month of the 5% penalty. 
State of California charges 5% for the first day you're late, whether you have an extension or not. They're a little on the, they're a little funny. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say funny. So I've just brought a few things to talk about today. Remember, Business Buzz is here for your benefit. It's to give you a second opinion on things you thought you knew. It's to give you advice on where to look for second opinions and I would say alternative viewpoints because it's amazing how few viewpoints you get if you don't at least look a little bit towards a little bit towards the um well just a different viewpoint. That's what I like to talk about. Well, the other topic I wanted to bring up early today is a possible stimulus. The first round, uh, most people got their $1,200 per person in a normal way. High-income people didn't get any. People in the medium-high area might have gotten a reduced one. They're talking about another stimulus round. I don't follow it closely because every day you hear more Proposals, Democrats, Republicans, they have to work together to get it done. There's so many different proposals popping up from different politicians. It isn't something that I prefer to follow on a daily basis because you hear one thing, but it may not end up being that way. Generally speaking, the Republican side is looking at $1 trillion. The Democrat side is looking at $3 trillion. I'm sure the Democrat way would be a lot more per person, but with a Republican Senate and a Democratic House, it's hard to say what's going to happen without some kind of compromise in the middle, I guess. Maybe we'll be looking at two trillion, you know, like they say, a trillion here, a trillion there. Pretty soon you're talking real money. And I believe that old quote was from about a hundred years ago, and I think it was probably Someone joking back then, oh, a million here, a million there. Pretty much you're talking real money. Then 30 years ago, it would have been a billion here, a billion there, and now you're talking real money. But I think now with our complete disaster financial world, I think a trillion here, a trillion there, pretty soon you're talking real money. And they don't care how many trillions they have to and I call it printing, but these days it's just a stroke of a keyboard to add digits. They don't care how much they have to print to, quote, get out of this mess. It's not good. I hope you've noticed uh, my one of my favorite topics, which I'll talk about a little later today. I told you to keep an eye on precious metals. Hopefully you're watching that. There's a place called Three Core, and I guess they've set up an office in Chico. It's a service. I got this from Chico Enterprise Record. Uh, they encourage small business loans during coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic. Services also include counseling, connections, funding, and more. So the staff at SCORE in Chico can help small businesses. So their premise on this article is if a business failed at getting a government loan related to the COVID-19 shutdown, try again. Advises a former SBA small business administration loan expert who now works in the private sector. So it's a good article just kind of mentions a way. So if you're, if you're a small business person who hasn't figured out how to apply and try to get uh, these SBA disaster loans, you need to look into that just to make sure you get as much help as you can. I've helped some clients do it, but to be honest, some of the ones who had business shutdowns, it happened in March when I was super busy trying to get taxes done, not knowing that it was going to be extended till July. I figured April was the normal due date, which it was at that time. A lot of my clients had time since they weren't working to delve in and learn how to do all these applications, and some of them just did a lot of applications before they even spoke with me and they figured out how to do it, which is smart and real good. 
But there's another article I wanted to talk about, which is on the California basis. Um, we're spreading out here. We start in Chico, then we spread out to the state, and then we're going to spread out to the the rest of the country in a little while today. This one is also from the ER. California lawmakers propose $100 billion stimulus plan. Oh, it's from the Associated Press, but it came from the ER website. The plan would allow State Treasurer Fiona Ma to issue tax vouchers that proponents said could raise billions of dollars. Uh, I read this, but I just kind of glanced through it on my screen, then I printed it to bring here. Actually, this is interesting. What they're saying is the state would let taxpayers prepay their taxes for a future budget year at a slight as yet undetermined discount. In other words, they're going to say, okay, if you've, if you're a rich guy and you got a million dollars towards state taxes and your money isn't earning interest right now, of course, or hardly any, then you could pay, say, they haven't set the amounts, but I'm thinking you could pay 900000 and over the next five years you would use a million dollars worth of tax credits as you prepaid them. So it seems to me that the state is just, it seems like that's just a cash flow thing. In other words, they're just, robbing Peter to pay Paul, or I don't know if that's the right analysis, but they're going to take in money now, but that's money they won't be able to take in later. In a way, that's a little strange because what's going to happen five years from now if they take all this in and like governments normally do, they take it all in and spend it. Well, then what happens five years from now when that millionaire owes his 200000 a year but he's already prepaid it, so it's not coming in. I'm not sure that's a great idea, but I don't know all the details. And who am I to question these uh, wonderful elected officials that run things so well? I'm not going to question them. I'm just trying to report a little bit of what I see as a little weird. A key state employees union criticized the budget chicanery. President of Service Employees International, that's a big union. That's all the, uh, like, janitors and uh, all kinds of labor jobs or service employees. That the proposal would borrow from future generations without demanding that today's billionaires and powerful corporations step up and contribute. So that's interesting. I hadn't heard of that before. I've, when I saw it on the ER website, I thought, well, that's, that's interesting. Well, this sure is a lovely day. I'm glad to be indoors, though. It's very hot. I don't think it's going to be triple digits, but it was yesterday. So lately, not being in a major city that has a lot of trouble right now, I would say the main thing bothering me and hopefully bothering everybody is this whole shutdown based on the COVID cases. And so I've brought a little bit of news to read to you just to discuss about that. One of them is, actually this is from early July. And uh, this is from a website called American Thinker. And it, the title is, Is the COVID Surge More Fake News? And it's by Brian C. Jundef, MD. So it's written by an MD. So this, at least we know he's got an MD degree. Doesn't say where he got it. Box of Cracker Jacks? Who knows? So I'm just going to read part of this. This is something to uh, at least spark your imagination a little bit when you're listening to I've stopped watching the local news. I used to like to watch it. I can't handle turning on the local news and just hearing 15 minutes of numbers being read off of which towns have a new COVID case or 
heaven forbid, a new COVID death. I'm not trying to treat death lightly, but I, I don't believe half of these numbers. Quote, the coronavirus surge is real and it's everywhere, says Axios and most of the DNC media. Well, that's a good time for a break because I'm going to come back and talk about that COVID surge that's stopping our businesses again right here in Chico. We'll be right back on Business Buzz. Stay tuned. During these unprecedented times, we know you're all worried about your family's health, your job, and paying your bills. Stop the endless debt cycle, especially now. Be proactive and take advantage of unique programs in place to help you get free of your debt. Don't wait for the bills to pile up and the banks to breathe down your neck. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get free of credit card debt, internet and signature loans, and even timeshares. You pay only a fraction of what you owe and they even offer a guarantee. Call now at 800-464-7144 to see if you can qualify and receive a free book written by our CEO, The Debt Dietitian. A-plus rated, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands Thousands get debt relief without considering bankruptcy. During these stressful times, debt doesn't need to add to it. Call now, 800-464-7144. And get your free copy of the book to help you at 800-464-7144. That's 800-464-7144. Attention KKXX listeners. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 8 a.m. for Hope for Today. We are excited to have the opportunity to air the Hope for Today program with David Hawking. Please make sure to support the ministry work of David Hawking and all the other wonderful ministries that allow us to spread the good news of Christ here on the North Valley's home for Christian talk. KKXX 930. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, taking a little break to talk with you in between doing income taxes. So I was just getting into this uh, article about the COVID surge, and the reason it concerns me is, well, my business depends on a good, healthy local economy, and here we go again, shutting down businesses. I don't agree with it, and it's not that I don't agree with it for health safety reasons. I don't agree with it because I don't believe that the health is uh, that much of a, I don't believe there's that much of a threat. So I'm just going to read some of this. Time to panic. They pile on the coronavirus pandemic is getting dramatically worse in almost every corner of the U.S. We are told new cases are rising by double digit percentages, including the number of people hospitalized with coronavirus hospitalized with or from coronavirus. Is this really a surge or simply fear-mongering fake news? Texas features prominently in the surge scare. Coincidentally, Texas is a red state that if flipped to blue would prevent a Republican from ever winning the White House for the foreseeable future. Everything is bigger in Texas, including the Chinese coronavirus surge. The Texas hospital CEO lets the fake news cat out of the bag. Most hospitals require a COVID test before elective surgery. This means that patients coming into the hospital for a non-COVID reason are tested for COVID and, if positive, are being counted as a COVID hospitalization. If a patient goes to the hospital for a new hip or cataract surgery and happens to test positive for COVID, they are counted as a COVID hospitalization. Just like inflated death counts, there is a big difference between dying or being hospitalized due to coronavirus or with coronavirus. George Floyd tested positive for COVID, but no one is attributing his death in Minneapolis to COVID. Yet that is how hospitalizations are being counted, leading to this so-called surge in cases. This surge hit the news about two weeks ago after the BLM protests and riots peaked and agitators were starting to be arrested. Is this the latest chapter in the ongoing saga to beat on Trump and interfere in the upcoming presidential election? 
States experiencing this surge began at reopening two months ago, including Florida, Texas, and Arizona, with a coronavirus incubation period of five to six days. According to the World Health Organization, any surge due to reopening should have occurred a week or two after states reopened, not two months later. Not mentioned are the BLM protests all within the past month. Mass gatherings in many U.S. cities without masks or social distancing, everything the basketball player and scarf queen warned against, are far more likely the cause of increasing positive tests. The CDC director recommended protesters get tested for COVID, and likely many did, driving up the case numbers or so-called surge. Most infected young people are asymptomatic, especially teenagers, where about 80% of those infected show no symptoms. I can just interject here. If I have something but I have no symptoms, do I really have it? If a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it make a noise? Okay, I'll continue here. It's young. I'm not scared of something that gives me no symptoms. I'll put it that way. I'll continue. It's young people out protesting, not senior citizens, ignoring distancing and mass recommendations. Many get infected, then tested, and voila, we see a surge in cases. Don't forget the George Floyd funeral in Houston with over 6,300 attendees and over 60,000 marching without distancing. Could this have contributed to the Texas surge? A more useful metric would be hospitalizations and deaths. Houston Methodist CEO Mark Boom noted, His hospital one year ago was 95% ICU capacity, similar to the numbers the hospital is seeing today. It is completely normal for us to have ICU capacities that run in the 80 to 90%, he said. That's how all hospitals operate. As of last week, Texas had around 13,000 open hospital beds statewide. Yet the Washington Post pushes fear porn. Quote, Arizona, Florida, Texas are latest coronavirus epicenters. Remember how coronavirus patients in New York City were supposedly dying in hospital parking lots since hospital beds were full? Yet a hospital ship and multiple makeshift hospitals in New York City were largely empty. It gets worse. Texas can't even count their test positive cases correctly. State health officials acknowledged they have been releasing inaccurate figures because they were combining the number of positive COVID-19 antigen tests with the number of positive antibody tests. Antibody tests are now readily available, and individuals exposed or symptomatic in March or April can be tested today. Many will have COVID antibodies, including past, but not currently active infection, yet yet they are part of the so-called surge. That's nonsensical thinking, much like saying there is a surge in gun violence this week, counting all gun crimes for the past four months, and attributing them all to this past week. The surge is due to more testing and more test-positive individuals, especially young people who have been out and about as the state lockdowns lifted. Last March and April, testing was available only for those admitted to the hospital for presumed COVID. Now one can get a COVID antigen or antibody test on demand through major testing service centers. Texas increased daily COVID testing by over 50% during the past five weeks. More tests mean more positive cases. So I'm not going to harp on on this article. You can read it if you want. It's uh, it's from a thing called the American Thinker, and it's called "Is the COVID Surge More Fake News?" So you can read more about it if you want. I got a couple other quick articles to talk about on that subject. This one is from a place called, it was a website, I I just searched this, it's some website called Red State, I've never seen it before, but I did pick up this short article. It says, the real cause of a coronavirus death in Florida will have you questioning everything. It says, how accurate are the death totals we are being fed about the coronavirus? And if the latest case in Florida is any indication, and there's evidence it is, the answer is not very accurate. We've heard from reports for months that probable cases are being counted as definitive deaths with the meaning of the term probable being stretched to absurdity. But this newest example really takes the cake and it's important to point it out for a variety of reasons. A person who died in a motorcycle accident was added to Florida's COVID-19 death count, according to a state health official. 
Fox 35 News found this out after asking Orange County Health Officer Dr. Raul Pino whether two coronavirus victims who were in their 20s had any underlying conditions. One of his answers surprised us. The first one didn't have any. He died in a motorcycle accident, Pino said. A man was killed in a motorcycle accident, but because he was positive for the virus, he was counted as a coronavirus death. The fact that such a thing could happen calls into question the entire reporting process, not just in Florida, but across the country. We've seen numerous examples of fudging the numbers by presuming COVID killed someone who had underlying conditions. Counting people who die in vehicular accidents takes that sketchy standard to a whole new level. The reason I say that is that here we are shutting down businesses in Chico, which, of course, indirectly is going to affect me when they, if they go out of business, I've got less clients. And honestly, it seems like this whole count thing is completely, completely overstated. That's what everything seems to me. I've got one more, one more quickie on that. It'll probably take me up to the first the second break here at the bottom of the hour, but I've got to share this. This one is, uh, this is from a place called Investment Watch Blog. Science fraud. Florida Governor DeSantis calls for investigation into why people are testing positive for coronavirus tests they never received. After learning that waves of people who were never even tested for the Wuhan coronavirus received mysterious positive results, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, decided to call for an investigation into the matter to get to the bottom of this. According to the reports, Governor DeSantis has asked the state's Department of Health to look into the situation further. He announced that it makes no sense whatsoever that people who were never even evaluated by a practitioner are now receiving anomalous positive test results that are being used by some to push for more lockdowns and mask wearing. For that to come back positive when there was no specimen submitted is problematic, DeSantis is quoted as saying. So I've heard it enough to be concerned about it. So I won't bore you with the whole article, but you can look it up on Investment Watch Blog. Pretty amazing. They're going to shut down people's businesses over those kind of counts. I'll be right back after this message to talk some real fun stuff. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Pastor Greg Lundstedt from Equipping the Saints Radio. Do you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Then we invite you to tune into Equipping the Saints to hear the uncompromising preaching and teaching of God's Word on this station. For more information, look us up on the web at www.etsradio.org. We look forward to our time in the Word together. Weeknights at 6.30, here on KKXX. By constantly keeping their radio dial locked in right here, our listeners experience a difference in their day. You wake up with God on your mind, and um, all through the day, as much as I can get a chance, I'm listening to the radio. The atmosphere that you create determines the product that you'll produce. And so through the course of your day, you start your day with the presence of God so that your day will be productive and you know you can do the will of God and have a clear mind in doing it. Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. Nothing hurts my mom that she showed anyway. She'd always say, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. But she thought that meant she had to do it on her own. We were trained to help others, but there's strength in finding help for yourself too. We're in this together. The VA Women Veterans Call Center connects veterans with personalized information on VA services that can make a difference. Call 1-855-VA-WOMEN or visit www.womenshealth.va.gov.
Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I hope you're having a nice day there. I don't believe there's any school going on, so you may be home and homeschooling, I guess. That's a whole other subject. I haven't read much about it, but I'm sure a lot of people are liking the whole homeschool idea, and that that might have more people doing that as we go later uh, on, as we move on with this new normal, as they say. So I noticed that commercial mentioned the Constitution, and that's interesting because when I was a kid, I remember learning some of that stuff. I think they used to call it civics, and I was always interested in that. And then in law school, uh, constitutional law was actually the most interesting class. I enjoyed it as far as just interesting cases. That was always really a fun class to read and talk about those cases. But I know a few years ago, I read where the way they've nationalized police training, where policemen are trained sort of on a national basis, one of the one of the things that came out as a clue to catch a domestic terrorist was someone who quotes the Constitution. Uh, that's a little bit backwards. Uh, somebody who quotes the Constitution should, I mean, that's actually part of the oath that all the police officers take is to uphold the Constitution. So the fact that they've been told that, that look out for terrorists if someone mentions the Constitution that's bad. And I, I will just say one thing about the Constitution. This whole young generation has no clue about the Bill of Rights, and they really need to read it a little more. That's all I'll say about that for now. So my second favorite topic on Business Buzz, of course, is how to insure your money so that your money doesn't become worthless. Remember, all money these days is a paper promise, and there's nothing behind it. So you should have part of your money in physical gold and silver so that when the money goes down in value, your insurance policy, which is your gold and silver, go up. Now, if you haven't noticed, the last week has been a very, very wild week with silver especially. Now, today it finally took a breather. I'm just looking at a little printout I did a couple hours ago in preparation for the show. Silver actually had a down day by about 25 cents an ounce. Now, remember, these are the paper prices. You can't buy it for this price. This is the paper price. So what's interesting is, as of a couple weeks ago, the I always talk about the gold-silver ratio. In other words, how many ounces of silver can an ounce of gold buy at that price? And for the longest time lately, it's been around 100, which is very high, which means silver's cheap relative to gold. In the last week, silver went up so fast, it went from about 17 or 18 all the way to almost $25 an ounce. So it was about a, I'm doing a little math in my head, it was almost a 40% rise in about a week, which is unheard of. And that's too fast. And I noticed that the silver to gold ratio actually went and dropped below 80, I think, yesterday which means that silver finally started catching up. But at the same time, gold made headlines because I believe it was yesterday on Monday, gold made its new all-time high in the U.S. dollar. I've been telling you for months that gold has been making highs in all the other world's currencies, but not the U.S. dollar because the dollar was strong, and that's the only reason gold hadn't made new highs. Well, as of Monday, it did make a new all-time high, and it stayed over that high. And I believe today, uh, the printout I have, gold was at 1956 an ounce, 1958 an ounce. I think I just looked at it a little while ago, and I think it's over 1960. So it won't be long until gold hits $2,000 an ounce on the paper price, and that's where you're going to see you, your neighbors, and everybody you know start paying attention to the gold price. I wanted to bring that up because today was a little bit of a down day in silver. I'm I'm thinking, I mean, just I'm I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just telling you what I'm reading and I do read these things on a daily basis. Uh I think you should because I think part of your money should be in physical gold 
and physical silver because the dollar has been declining in a big way, and that's part of the reason why the gold and silver are going up. If you think of gold and silver as a currency instead of as a product, then everything makes more sense. When gold's going up, you see that the dollar went down. So in dollars, gold costs more. That's, that's how you need to think about it. I thought it was very interesting when silver just kept going up and up. It even went up almost $2 in one day. So that's, that's just something that I've been kind of warning everyone about. It's going to happen. I don't know how long this one's going to last. I don't know if it's going to back, back down to 18 or 19. Here's the problem. When prices go up like this, right now the dealers are almost sold out. I've, I'm actually buying for a friend who wants me to help him buy some silver right now. So I've been actually going on to the store websites and checking their availability. There's actually virtually no availability for like 50, 60 ounces of silver. And I always advise if you're going to buy silver to try to save up your save up your money and spend over $1,500 per purchase because California requires sales tax to be paid under $1,500. It's definitely not a good idea to spend 1400 on silver and pay $100 of tax when you could spend 1501 on silver and not pay any tax. I always advise to buy over $1,500 at a time. So if you don't have that much money saved, uh, try to save it up so you don't have to pay the California sales tax. I hate paying sales tax when I don't have to. When you have to, you have to. I'm coming up on that last break, but I did want to introduce an article by one of my favorite authors, Egon von Greyers. If you don't get bored with me on this, I read quite a bit of his things, but he's he's spot on and he's the guy that says exactly what I'm thinking, so that's why I like to read him. And his article is dated July 23rd. It's from his website called goldswitzerland.com. And it says, financial system, a a hubristic swindle. And he shows a picture. Do you ever? Do you guys remember the story of Sisyphus? I remember that one more than most of those Greek stories because that was the poor guy who was forced to push the rock up the hill and it would roll down every time and he'd have to go back and do it again. So that's how Egon starts off this one. He says, Zeus punished the hubristic king Sisyphus to roll a huge boulder up a very steep hill in Hades. Before Sisyphus reached the top, the stone rolled down And he had to start all over again. Hubris is a serious sin that seldom goes unpunished. The arrogance and uber-confidence which the powers that be have displayed in leading the world to ruin will clearly be severely punished. But sadly, the punishment will affect the whole world and not just the elite that caused it. Then he says, Bankers and governments have inflicted incredible damage. It could be argued that blaming one group for the coming global collapse might be unfair. The world economy has always oscillated between boom and bust and is thus a natural phenomenon like the seasons. But the main difference this time is the incredible damage that governments, central bankers, and bankers have inflicted on the world. In 2006, when the great financial crisis started, U.S. federal debt was $8.5 trillion, and today it is $26 trillion. In 14 years, debt has more than tripled. GDP in 2006 was $14 trillion and is now $21 trillion. So debt to GDP has gone from 60% to 123 So in other words, what he's saying is if the GDP went up as much as the debt went up as a percentage, that wouldn't be so bad. But the debt goes up and the GDP doesn't as go up as far. That's the problem. This is what is called running on empty. U.S. debt creation has nothing to do with investing in productive assets. With the debt-to-GDP ratio doubling in 14 years, it is clear evidence that all the printed money is not going into the real economy, but is supporting a bankrupt financial system which has kept the money to prop up their own insolvent balance sheets and to remunerate the top executives with fantasy money. The printed money has also gone to inefficient mega corporations which have leveraged their balance sheets with total borrowings going from 3 trillion in 06 to 7 trillion today. 
During the same period, U.S. companies have spent in excess of $6 trillion in share buybacks. So instead of investing in the business, companies have borrowed money in order to buy back their own shares with the purpose of inflating the share price and executive remuneration in options and stocks. This is hubris of the highest degree. Ignore investing to grow the business. Instead, leverage the company to the hilt to inflate the share price and compensation for the top echelon. Will this corporate arrogance go unpunished? The executives will hardly roll a big boulder up a hill in Hades, but when the U.S. and global economy collapses and social unrest spreads, the have-nots are not going to treat the haves kindly. As I have stated many times, and this is Egon talking, it is absolutely guaranteed that the global sandcastle resting on worth, worthless debt will crumble. Timing is always tricky, and central banks have performed the most outstanding act of wizardry since 2006. By increasing global debt from $125 trillion in 2006 to $270 trillion today, they have drowned the world in so much worthless money that virtually nobody has understood that it is all fake money and fake wealth that has been created. Actually, nobody understands it, not even Nobel Prize winners, who believe that modern money theory is the solution to everything. You wonder how anybody can believe that creating money out of thin air can actually create wealth. But since so many have benefited, why worry? The elite has become mega-wealthy measured in fake money, and the masses have a perceived improvement in living standards with more gadgets like cars or iPhones. What few, realizes, what few realize is that it all comes from debt, either increased personal debt or more government borrowing. That's our last break till the final segment. I'll be back to talk a little bit more about money and then a little bit more good news. This is Business Buzz. Stay tuned. Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Dacus. The Supreme Court declined to hear a case from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, letting stand that Idaho must pay for a prisoner's sex chain surgery. Now, the Ninth Circuit had argued that to withhold this surgery is cruel and unusual punishment. So-called gender confirmation surgery will cost the taxpayer of Idaho up to $186,000 in this single case alone. Folks, this is a dangerous precedent for other states with gender-confused prisoners and for taxpayers everywhere. This is also just another reminder that judicial appointments do matter. Pray for our nation and our judges. Visit PJI. The Pacific Justice Institute provides legal representation to individuals without charge. Learn more at pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm not going to read this whole article. I've read you quite a few articles by Mr. Von Greyers. I just want you, I think you should read this one because uh, I'll just summarize the rest of this. It says, gold will not look back. Now, remember, I just discussed the fact that gold is now at an all-time high in U.S. dollars also, which is the last currency to have a gold hit the all-time high, but it did. I don't think it's going to be long until it hits $2,000. I think when that does, everybody and your neighbor is going to be talking gold. So 
Anyway, I'm just going to read this one short uh, little bit. Gold made a temporary peak in 2011, and that, that he's referring to the 1920 that was the high in, in 2011. Gold made a temporary peak in 2011 and resumed the uptrend in 2016. The massive amounts of money that have been printed since 06 and accelerating now in 2020 have not yet been reflected properly in the gold price. But this is what is coming next. So I encourage you to read that. If you go to the website goldswitzerland.com, you go down the first page about halfway and you get all of these articles where you just click on them and read them. And he's just, I like the way he writes and I like his, I just like his stuff. I like his style, as they say. Okay, we got a little bit of time left. I always like to end end on a happy note. And what makes me happy might not make you happy, but I'll I'll leave that up to you. I have I have no idea. I think it should. So what makes me happy is to spend uh, the last 10 or so minutes of the show reading from my favorite book and I'm actually going to read my favorite chapter of my favorite book. And remember, if you're opposed to, quote, Eastern religion, you may want to get the kids out of the room or just turn off the radio because you're going to get it. You're going to get it from me. You won't get the regular Bible stuff because I'm not a Bible scholar, but you will get, you will get the miracle stuff. So I'm going to read from A Course in Miracles Chapter uh, chapter 27, the name of the overall chapter is The Healing of the Dream, and the section we're going to read today is Section 8, The Hero of the Dream. Sit back and relax. Here we go. The body is the central figure in the dreaming of the world. There is no dream without it, nor does it exist without the dream in which it acts as if it were a person to be seen and be believed. It takes the central place in every dream, which tells the story of how it was made by other bodies, born into the world outside the body, lives a little while, and dies to be united in the dust with other bodies dying like itself. In the brief time allotted it to live, it seeks for other bodies as its friends and enemies. Its safety is its main concern. Its comfort is its guiding rule. It tries to look for pleasure and avoid the things that would be hurtful. Above all, it tries to teach itself its pains and joys are different and can be told apart. The dreaming of the world takes many forms because the body seeks in many ways to prove it is autonomous and real. It puts things on itself that it has bought with little metal discs or paper strips the world proclaims as valuable and real. It works to get them, doing senseless things, and tosses them away for senseless things it does not need and does not even want. It hires other bodies that they may protect it and collect more senseless things that it can call its own. It looks about for special bodies that can share its dream. Sometimes it dreams it is a conqueror of bodies weaker than itself, but in some phases of the dream, it is the slave of bodies that would hurt and torture it. The body's serial adventures from the time of birth to dying are the theme of every dream the world has ever had. The hero of this dream will never change, nor will its purpose. Though the dream itself takes many forms and seems to show a great variety of places and events wherein its hero finds itself, the dream has but one purpose taught in many ways. This single lesson does it try to teach again and still again and yet once more that it is cause and not effect, and you are its effect and cannot be its cause. Thus are you not the dreamer, but the dream, and so you wander idly in and out of places and events that it contrives. That this is all the body does is true, for it is but a figure in a dream. But who reacts to figures in a dream unless he sees them as if they were real? The instant that he sees them as they are, They have no more effects on him because he understands he gave them their effects by causing them and making them seem real. How willing are you to escape effects of all the dreams the world has ever had? Is it your wish to let no dream appear to be the cause of what it is you do? Then let us merely look upon the dream's beginning. 
For the part you see is but the second part, whose cause lies in the first. No one asleep and dreaming in the world remembers his attack upon himself. No one believes there really was a time when he knew nothing of a body and could never have conceived this world as real. He would have seen at once that these ideas are one illusion, too ridiculous for anything but to be laughed away. How serious they now appear to be, and no one can remember when they would have been met with laughter and with disbelief. We can remember this if we but look directly at their cause, and we will see the grounds for laughter, not a cause for fear. Let us return the dream he gave away unto the dreamer, who perceives the dream as separate from himself and done to him. Into eternity where all is one, there crept a tiny mad idea at which the Son of God remembered not to laugh. In his forgetting did the thought become a serious idea and possible of both accomplishment and real effects. Together we can laugh them both away and understand that time cannot intrude upon eternity. It is a joke to think that time can come to circumvent eternity, which means there is no time. A timelessness in which is time made real, a part of God that can attack itself, a separate brother as an enemy, a mind within a body, all are forms of circularity whose ending starts at its beginning, ending at its cause. The world you see depicts exactly what you thought you did, except that now you think that what you did is being done to you. The guilt for what you thought is being placed outside yourself and on a guilty world that dreams your dreams and thinks your thoughts instead of you. It brings its vengeance, not your own. It keeps you narrowly confined within a body, which it punishes because of all the sinful things the body does within its dream. You have no power to make the body stop its evil deeds because you did not make it and cannot control its actions, nor its purpose, nor its fate. The world but demonstrates an ancient truth. You will believe that others do to you exactly what you think you did to them. But once deluded into blaming them, you will not see the cause of what they do because you want the guilt to rest on them. How childish is the petulant device to keep your innocence by pushing guilt outside yourself but never letting go. It is not easy to perceive the jest when all around you do your eyes behold its heavy consequences, but without their trifling cause. Without the cause do its effects seem serious and sad indeed, yet but yet they but follow, and it is their cause that follows nothing and is but a jest. In gentle laughter does the Holy Spirit perceive the cause and look looks not to effects. How else could he correct your error who have overlooked the cause entirely? He bids you bring each terrible effect to him that you may look together on its foolish cause and laugh with him a while. You judge effects, but he has judged their cause, and by his judgment are effects removed. Perhaps you come in tears, but hear him say, My brother, holy son of God, behold your idle dream in which this could occur." and you will leave the holy instant with your laughter and your brothers joined with his. The secret of salvation is but this, that you are doing this unto yourself. No matter what the form of the attack, this still is true. Whoever takes the role of enemy and of attacker, still is this the truth. Whatever seems to be the cause of any pain and suffering you feel, this is still true. For you would not react at all to figures in a dream you knew that you were dreaming. Let them be as hateful and as vicious as they may. They could have no effect on you unless you fail to recognize it is your dream. This single lesson learned will set you free from suffering, whatever form it takes. The Holy Spirit will repeat this one inclusive lesson of deliverance until it has been learned, regardless of the form of suffering that brings you pain. Whatever hurt you bring to him, he will make answer with this very simple truth. For this one answer takes away the cause of every form of sorrow and of pain. The form affects his answer not at all, for he would teach you but the single cause of all of them, no matter what their form. And you will understand that miracles reflect the simple statement, I have done this thing, and it is this I would undo. Bring then all forms of suffering to him who knows that everyone is like the rest. He sees no differences where none exists, and he will teach you how each one is caused. None has a different cause from all the rest, and all of them are easily undone by but a single lesson truly learned. Salvation is a secret you have kept but from yourself. The universe proclaims it so, 
yet to its witnesses you pay no heed at all, for they attest the thing you do not want to know. They seem to keep it secret from you, yet you need but learn you chose but not to listen, not to see. How differently will you perceive the world when this is recognized? When you forgive the world your guilt, you will be free of it. Its innocence does not demand your guilt, nor does your guiltlessness rest on its sins. This is the obvious, a secret kept from no one but yourself. And it is this that has maintained you separate from the world and kept your brother separate from you. Now need you but to learn that both of you are innocent or guilty. The one thing that is impossible is that you be unlike each other, that they both be true. This is the only secret yet to learn, and it will be no secret you are healed. So that one little section that I just read, it only took me about, I don't know, seven or eight minutes, and I don't read real fast. That section explains why forgiveness is the key to this course. Part of the book is the workbook, and it has 365 lessons. And when you do those lessons, you're mainly doing things like, uh, well, like uh, the lesson number one, uh, that, that, that you look around and say, that doesn't mean anything, that doesn't mean anything. Then you start in lessons, I don't know, six or seven, um, this thought doesn't mean anything, this thought about blank doesn't mean anything. And what happens is, once you get in that mindset, now, remember, you have the two minds, and I go back and forth all day long. I spend most of my day in the wrong mind, which is the worldly mind, because I have to get through my body's needs, so I'm in the worldly mind most of the time. But when I read this book and do the lessons, I'm in the other mind, and that mind needs to forgive everything and everybody because nobody is really doing what you think they're doing. Uh, You're not the only innocent person, and they're not all guilty. Life Radio, KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico. This hour from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. Joe Biden has selected former presidential rival Kamala Harris to be his running mate. The presumptive Democratic nominee says Harris has the best skill set to help him defeat President Trump. He calls Harris one of the toughest and most effective members of some of the Senate's most important committees. He also says she's the right person to help him address the coronavirus pandemic, the ensuing economic downturn, and a growing racial divide. Harris was selected over several prominent female Democrats, including fellow Senator Elizabeth Warren. Should Biden win the election, Harris would become the first black woman ever to serve as vice president. Bob Agnew reporting. In his daily press briefing, President Trump says he wasn't surprised by the pick. She was my number one pick. I mean, she was, as they would say, because hopefully you'll start college football, she was my number one draft pick. And we'll see how she works out. A man shot and wounded by a uniformed Secret Service officer prompting President Trump to be abruptly escorted out of a briefing room during a televised news conference have been threatening to kill people near the White House. The man was identified as 51-year-old Myron Berryman of Forestville, Maryland, and is expected to face federal assault charges. Officials say he remains hospitalized with critical injuries. Secret Service Uniform Division Chief Tom Sullivan said Berryman had approached a uniformed officer just before 6 p.m. Monday at the corner of 17th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue, just blocks away from the White House. He told the officer he had a weapon. He then moved aggressively toward the officer and appeared ready to fire before the officer shot once. Before the shooting, Berryman had been shouting that he was going to kill people. Bernie Bennett in Washington. The Big Ten and Pac-12 called off their fall football seasons on Tuesday because of concerns about COVID-19, taking two of college football's five power conferences out of a crumbling season. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 104 points. The Nasdaq dropped 185. The S&P lower by 26. And crude oil down 33 cents to 41.61 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. Excuse me, have you ever discussed life insurance? Well... Sort of. Have you talked about who'll pay the mortgage if one of you passes? 
We definitely haven't talked about that. Well, then you should talk to SelectQuote. SelectQuote shops for you, getting you quotes from some of the country's most trusted companies, finding you the right coverage with the right carrier at the right price in minutes. Is it affordable? Well, how affordable does $500,000 in coverage for as little as a dollar a day sound? That's great. We can afford that. To get your free quote, call 1-800-212-1166 or go to selectquote.com today and get the protection they need at a price you can afford. That's 1-800-212-1166 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Ahead of an upcoming release of Taliban detainees, the insurgent group warns the government in Kabul against any attacks on those released. The Taliban says any such incidents would jeopardize the peace talks, adding that at their count, they've been at least 11 in the past several months. Instances when freed Taliban figures were killed, harassed and then some rearrested by government forces. Kabul officials, though, deny unwarranted attacks on freed Taliban. The prisoner release is part of a deal the insurgents signed with the US earlier this year. A final 400 Taliban prisoners remain in government prisons. I'm Charles de Ledesma. A federal appeals court has overturned an antitrust ruling against Qualcomm dismissing arguments that it unlawfully squeezed out cell phone chip rivals and charged excessive royalties to manufacturers such as Apple. The panel unanimously sided with the San Diego chip maker. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. KKXX. Paradise. K280. 